This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Father, I thank you so much for every person here. And I ask you, Lord God, for utterance to be able to speak those things that you know each person needs. I ask you that in their heart, they receive a word from you. And I may not even say it, but just being under your word, Lord, you can speak specifically and write to the need of everyone. Thank you that healing mercies are there for us and they are working even now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So... I love what's been, oh, wait, this is my Bible, right? Okay, this is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It is medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. I love to read my Bible. I do. It is medicine, the good word of God. I love what's been shared here as Janet taught that we have to understand the love of God and how much that he loves us. When you do, it's easy to receive healing, restoration, peace in your heart because you believe that God loves you. He loves me and he will do all kinds of things to help us. And then as Derek was sharing, he's like, you have to have a relationship with him of your own. You have to know he's faithful, he's true, know the character and nature of God. And I love the expression that he's given during this session. Each session is different. This session here, you're going to receive something different than what we've taught before because that's the way the Lord does it. And he's expressing, if you know who I am, and you know that I love you, and you know that I'm faithful and true, and then before then, I taught on, and God is merciful, and healing is the mercies of God, are the mercies of God. That's what healing is. So I want to share with you that just a little bit here, the mercy, what that word means in the Hebrew, it means kindness. God would be kind to us. In the Greek definition of it, it actually means a kindness or goodwill towards the miserable, the afflicted, joined with a desire to help them. In other words, if someone deserved punishment, they weren't going to do that. You could punish them, but you're going to forgive them and you're going to re relieve them of any kind of suffering. That's mercy. Mercy is the kindness, and in the Hebrew, also the loving kindness of God towards you. And that is his healing. It is everything of who he is. He's so good, and he will be merciful to you. He will relieve you, even if you don't deserve it, even if you don't do things exactly right. That's what makes it so special and beautiful and so thankful you can be for it because you're like, Lord, you are merciful and you are kind. It's who you are. Now, in our salvation, in what God's done for us, when you've received salvation from the Lord, healing is a part of that. And you have to always remember, before Jesus went to the cross and died for our sins, he took stripes on his back before he got there. He didn't have to do that. He could have just said, hey, when you die, you're going to go to heaven. But he didn't. He said, while you're here on earth, 
I took some stripes. Everything you need to have peace, I made sure you could have it on earth. You know the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, just as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. What's his king? What does he want for us? He's like, I want to make sure you're relieved of pain, physically, emotionally. He says he heals the brokenhearted. It's who he is. It's part of our salvation. So you have to think of salvation like a package deal. I'm a visual person, so I want to show this to you. I just had this. I showed it to Alan. I'm like, okay, can you understand it? <laughs> so it makes sense. Let's just say this is salvation. You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you receive this gift of salvation. He forgives you. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go to heaven. I really appreciate being able to go to heaven, that you forgive me of my sins. I really appreciate that. It's a gift. But guess what? In salvation, there are other things that God gives us. You don't have to open it up. One of those would be healing. Healing is a part a pa in the package of our salvation. It's wrapped really nicely, isn't it? Should I open it? If, I ha if somebody gives me a gift, I don't, I don't have to open it, right? I could just close it up. Right? But maybe I should open it. What do you think? One of my prayers, all of our prayers, is that you begin to unwrap and open up this gift and mercy of healing. And that you don't just package it back up. And here I have this. I needed something to wear tonight, so I thought I would just finish my outfit. That's going to sound nice on the recording, isn't it? I'm going to take God's healing mercies and open up this gift. When I give a gift to someone, I'm so happy when they receive it. I'm like, open it. Open it. You. I think you're really going to like it. I want you to have it. Um, I want you to have this. Now, this little thing that I chose to wear tonight, it actually is a scripture little pendant. It says 356, and it stands for Proverbs 356. I'll trust in you, Lord, with all my heart. I'll not lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I'll acknowledge you, and you'll direct my paths. So how do you get this? How do I open this healing mercy? How do I get this really? You just have to trust God. You have to believe in who he is. You have to believe he's so loving. He's so kind that he wants to relieve you of any kind of pain, any kind of symptom in your body or on your soul too. He is so good. He wants to restore you and help you all your days. And there's nothing too hard for him at all. 
as I've been studying Psalm 136, it talks about the mercies of the Lord. It said, oh, we can praise God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good because his mercy endures forever. And it says, oh, give thanks to the God of gods because his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords because his mercy endures forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders for his mercy endures forever. He wants to do great wonders for each person here, no matter what you've been through, no matter how dark it's been, no matter what diagnosis or what's happened. God can do a great wonder for you because he's so merciful. Do we do it all right all the time? No. And that's what I want to show you tonight. I want to show you a story of someone named Naaman. You can open your Bibles to 2 Kings 5. Last time I spoke to you, I talked about a a man um, called the centurion. He was a very merciful man. He had great faith, and he just, like, did everything right. It was like, wow, he does everything right. Now I'm going to show you a man that didn't exactly do it right, but he adjusted, and I like it. I like when I see people adjust. I'm like, thank you. I've done the same thing sometimes. So 2 Kings chapter 5, and I want to read it to you. We'll read it, and then I'll just want to share with you a few things. Remember, ask the Lord. Let's, I want to trust you, Lord, and believe that healing is packaged in my salvation. I'm going to open up this gift and be able to tell everybody the Lord is a healer. What'd you do? I trusted in his mercy. I trusted in his goodness. And he led me and he helped me and he loved me. He's good and he's kind and he forever will be, always. So let's look at this story here. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man. And with his master, he was honorable because by him... The Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife, and she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to, go, and I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. And he departed, took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. Okay, I want to just stop there for a second. This is a really good man. He's a captain, he's notable, he's accomplished a lot in his life, he's honorable, the king's friend, he really loves this guy a lot. Enough to say, hey, if you can be healed, you're so valuable, I'm sending a letter to the king of Israel, go, we need you well. And it's so interesting to me that this little captive girl, she's a little girl, I mean, someone captured her took her away from her parents. She's a maid now, and she's a servant, and she has compassion for her master, Naaman, who has leprosy. Compassion enough to say, 
boy, I wish you were in my land where I came from because I know you could get healed there. And Naaman heard it. He heard the voice of a little girl. He heard the voice of a captive girl. And he responded, so did the king. <laughs> when you are able to share what God's done in your life, no matter how little or insignificant you may feel, God can amplify it and help somebody else get healed. Do you realize that your victory and what you receive from the Lord is somebody else's? Because you can share it with them. This little girl says something and they respond. So I'll fill in a few little blanks and then we'll pick up on the story. So he goes with all this. He's like he brings all this kind of stuff to give to the king. And a letter goes there. It gets to the king. And when the king gets the letter, okay, I sent Naaman to you so you can heal him. He's so, you know, valuable to me. The king of Israel, who should have known God moves. He's in Israel. I mean, like, he's, the, he's right, right, why, how, he rips his clothes. He's like, this is a trick. He's trying to come against me. I can't heal anyone. Absolutely, he couldn't heal anyone. But he's in a panic. But there is a man there in the, land in the land named Elijah who's a prophet who knows God. And he's like, why are you ripping your clothes? Like it's a little exaggerated there. Why are you doing that? Tell him to come to me because I can show him there really is a God in Israel. There really is a prophet. There's a voice of the Lord here. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting here. The king's like, I don't know what to do. You, you may be in a situation as you follow on to know the Lord that you're around some people and they don't know what to do. And you're like, I actually know. I know that God could help you. I know that God could be merciful to you. Listen to all the little messengers in this story. Interesting. And some of you will be just that, a messenger of the Lord, of what he's done for you. That's how much I know God's working in your life. And healing mercies are working. He's doing something special for you because he loves you. And he cares about you. And he's kind. Always. So in verse 8, the last part of it, Elisha says this. He says, now let him come to me. And he'll know there's a prophet in Israel because he knew God. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariots. And he stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Elisha sent a messenger to him and said, go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh is going to come again to you, and you'll be clean. But Naaman was wroth. That means like furious, really angry. And he went away, and he said, Huh, behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Aren't Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage and almost went without. But his servants came to him and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid you some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? How much rather, when he just said, wash and be clean, then he went down 
and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. I love this story. There's so much here, and I believe the Lord will even unfold things to you that I haven't seen. That's who God is. He does that. He's so individual in how he speaks to us. But see, this man here is like, like, don't you know who I am? Okay, I'm coming with all these gifts. I got a, I, I'm a man who's done big things, you know, a mighty man of valor. And he goes to Elijah and Elijah sends a servant to him. He's not even going to go out and see him. Go tell him to go dip in the river. He's probably like, you go dip in the river, right? I thought you were going to come out. My expectation was my healing was going to look like this. And also, I want somebody else to do it, not this other person to come and send me a message. I'm going to tell you a secret here a little bit. In receiving healing, sometimes it's like, I want this person to lay hands on me. I want that person to counsel me. You don't want to direct how you're healed let God direct you you might be surprised at the little voices that God uses to help bring healing to you it's humbling but that's where God moves more grace goes to us when we're humble it's like father it doesn't matter who helped you use the voices you want to use you do what you want to do. What do you need me to do? He's like, I don't want to go dip in a river. Lay your hands on me. And I thought it was going to be Elisha. And he goes, mm-mm. But you know what's so beautiful about this? Elijah's not going to get the credit for this. God's going to get the credit for this. What did this man need? He needed to know God. Is, he didn't know the Lord. He needs to know the Lord. He, know, he needs to know God will heal him. And it's not a man that you're going to praise. It's God you're going to praise. So you could see why God even did it this way and sometimes why he may lead you in a different way to get counsel or help or healing in a different way. Listen to the little voices in your life. And that's where we have to stay very soft and tender and humble. What are you saying to do, Lord? So he listens to a little maid, and then he listens to his servants. Do you love it? Now, he must have been somewhat approachable. He had to be, because his servants were like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Naaman, but it's not a big deal. Like, what's the big deal? Go dip in the river. I don't like that river. Well, um, so, so Naaman had some humility to listen to the little girl, but he needed a little more. Sometimes I've thought I've really, boy, God, you really talked to me about pride. You did. And I'm like, and then you're talking to me about it again <laughs> and again. I find that healing and humility, they go together. I'm always amazed at no matter what I'm believing God for. And believe whatever you're asking God for help, you'll have to ask him for help in other areas too. We, for the rest of our lives, we ask him, thank you, Lord, I need help here, I need strength here, I need healing here. But he'll tell you to do different things. And that's what's unique about the Lord, specific to each of us, he'll tell us to do certain things. And he knows us. Here, 
There's nobody else, he says, to go dip in the river to do this. He does say this to him, and he does it. And when he does, he comes out clean in his body, which I love. But you know what I love even more? And I'm going to read the rest of the story for you. Something happens in his heart. Something softening and healing and tender happens in his heart. I've had both types of pain, physical pain and emotional pain. I think we all have. Emotional pain is a tough one. When your heart stops hurting emotionally, that is such a gift. To be able to sleep at night, that is such a gift. To have a rest in your soul, that's healing. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you would do. He will relieve us of any and all kind of pain, even if it's messy and mixed up. God knows how to smooth and soothe and reach where you are. Do you have to do it all perfect? No. Naaman doesn't. He gets really angry. Sometimes what happens, what I found as I'm following on to know the Lord or I'm praying about something, I find this really ugly part of my life. I don't want to do that. I get angry at that. And I'm like, why am I so angry? What part of me needs to change on the inside so that I can receive everything from God and not only just get out of this one little bit of pain, but live a better life, live a more peaceful life, not just get healed of one thing, but how about a wholeness where you're like absolutely whole. There's um, more of a completeness about who you are as a person and in your body too. He's healed. His flesh is, is like a child, so it was better than before. God can help you. He is so restorative, so good and kind. He can help you become better than you were before at any age too, at any age. I, I, I don't mind getting older because I know it's kind of funny, huh? You know why? Um, I've seen the faithfulness of God through the years. I can say I've seen the faithfulness of God. And I like that. So every battle you have, you're like, I've seen God move there. I've seen him there. He's so faithful. He's so good. All the days of your life, you could see his mercy, his compassion, his kindness to you. And then you wear it on your life and you share it from your life and you get other people to him. He didn't just get healing. He got God in his life. So what does he do? He could have left and go, well, it's about time. I'm glad he did that. Does he know who I am? You know, sometimes we think we're a little more than we should think we are. And you don't think you do it. You think, no, I'm kind of humble. But not always. You know, we all deal with pride. He could have not gone back and said anything, just gone home. Nobody asked him to do anything, but he didn't. In verse 14, he, no, verse 15, he returns after he receives healing to the man of God. He and all his company, and they came and they stood before Elijah. And he goes, now I know. Now I know that there is no God in all the earth. Look, he didn't put it on a man. He didn't look on a man. 
He didn't look at anything, but he's like, now I know there's no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, is there any way I can bless you? Like, I feel so thankful. I want to give you something. And um, he says, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive none, says Elijah. No, no, no. You don't pay for healing. You don't have to pay for that at all. It's free. It's part of your package. It comes in salvation. Now, you can get healed and receive the Lord. Yes. People can get healed that don't know the Lord, and then they can receive him. But if you know the Lord, it's, it's already in there for you. You just have to open that up and receive that by faith or just trusting him. So Naaman says, is there anything I can give you? How about some mules? How about some, like, I want to give you something. You could see his heart changed. His heart softened towards God. He realized it was God. His heart softened, and he was real sweet towards, I want to do something. And then he goes, okay, if I can't get you anything, because I'm a servant of the king of Syria, I have to go into this temple, and there's like a foreign God. He's not going to be my God. But will God forgive me for that? <laughs> what a tenderness. I want to make sure I'm okay. He's so thankful. He's so tender. See, God wants to not just give you to where you're like, I'm comfortable. I don't have pain anymore. You're, you're, let your heart be changed. Let God do something in your heart. Every time I'm praying, he shows me something about myself that's not perfect. It gives me an opportunity to change. Yes, I've seen pain lift off my body, but I've seen things lift off of my heart. There's such a freedom there. So, oh, Father, I'm so sorry. The adjustments he made are the adjustments I would ask you and your time with the Lord pray and say, what do I need to do to adjust? What do I need to listen to? to be what you would need me to be, to be able to sleep at night, to be able to have peace like you would have me to. So I want to just list out three uh, other little things uh, tonight that I noticed in this whole story, which I just love this story. You want to go home and reread it again. He'll show you more. But humility and healing often go together. He had to humble himself and listen to little voices, the voice of a maid. He had to listen to the servants too. He had to be willing to do something he didn't want to do. It's not dignified enough. It's not big enough. It's not whatever it is. It's like, Lord, that heart of I'll do whatever you ask me to do is a good heart. You've put yourself in a position to receive. You are unwrapping some things of God that way. So I want to show you this one scripture, too, in 1 Peter 5, 5, and 6. I'm still meditating on this one, so I don't have it all here. So you'll have to give me what the Lord t shows you. It says, likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. So, okay, I can get that. But how about this? Yes, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt you in due time. We have to humble ourselves. We have to clothe ourselves with humility. In the Amplified, or actually, as that reads out, it says, apron yourselves with humility. 
Okay, so I like an apron because it protects my clothing when I'm cooking. If I don't use an apron, I make a mess, you know? So an apron is known, it's a symbol of servitude. You're, you're kind of serving, you're in that role there too of serving. And the Lord's really spoke to me, keep that servant's garb on. Remember, you have an apron on. If you're a servant, you're serving someone. You're doing what they're telling you to do. You're not calling the shots here. And we have to remember, I'm going to be clothed with humility. Lord, what do you need me to do? What do you need me to hear? I'm willing to do it. And you may be surprised who he uses too. <laughs> really, Lord? <laughs> yeah. When I was recovering and I had, and I just want to share this with you, when I, I had pancreatitis, acute and chronic pancreatitis, I went into surgery real quickly because they're like, we got to try to get you. I didn't pray about it. I just wanted to get out of pain. Um, I believed in God was a healer. We were going to church serving God. Alan was ministering at Lakewood. And um, so I thought, okay, I'm good. But the surgery went wrong. Everything went wrong. Everything they tried to prevent didn't happen. A duct in the pancreas didn't open up. So uh, he said to me, there's nothing we can do for you anymore. So I would have any one of the acute attacks can be fatal. And I went from a bad state of health to a worse state of health where I was having three pancreatic attacks a week. And I'm like, okay, damaging, damaging the pancreas each time. So my mind's going a little crazy here. And I sat in the bed and I was like, I didn't even pray about this. And I remember going, Lord, I didn't even pray about this. And I, how did I miss that step? I just wanted to be out of pain. And now I was trusting the doctors could do that. And I'm so frustrated, and it's not their fault. They did the best they could. I didn't even ask you what was good here. And I remember going, is there any way you could still have mercy on me? It was like making a mess out of something that was already bad. Like, could you have mercy on me, God? I, and I was crying, and he had mercy on me. I'm here 29 years later. And I don't take any medication for the pancreas at all. There was nothing medical science could do for me. So what I did is I took the scriptures and I thought this is the only thing that can keep me alive. And so I took, I read the scriptures all the time, all the time. And God's word really, I had to humble my heart though and go, I'm sorry, Lord, I didn't pray about it. Would you have mercy on me? And he did. He's kind. You don't have to do it perfect. Just admit it when you don't. And if you're angry and frustrated, I'm angry at the doctor, I'm angry at that, what good does that do? It doesn't do any good. Just And I'll tell you, a safe place to go is always go to the Lord, always go to word. A, a lot of times, and maybe you haven't learned, and I, I pray that we can begin to teach you this, is how to hear from the Lord. That when you're reading your Bible, that a verse can come out to you, and it means something to you, and you're like, oh my goodness, I think God's talking to me. If you haven't had that happen to you, not only is it our prayer, uh, my prayer is that we can teach you how to hear from the Lord as you're reading the scriptures.
because this is a sure word. This will help you. And so the humility to allow God to talk to you here. So as I'm reading the scriptures too, my um, dad had died. My stepdad had died of cancer right in the middle of this. So my daughter is six and a half years old, just turned seven. And she comes and she sits on the couch and she goes, Kristen, she goes, I was just wondering if uh, you're going to go to heaven. Are you going to heaven too? Are you going to leave too? It surprised me. I was like, no, 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 I believe in healing. But I really didn't believe God would heal me. And I knew that in my own heart. And I said, no, I'm going to live I'm going to live for you to help raise you. And I believe God's going to give me life. And after she said that to me, I thought, Lord, I'm not fighting. I'm reading the scriptures. I really need to grab a hold of this. I'm asking you to help. And he spoke to me through Christina. She's seven. And I heard it. You better, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to be serious about this. And I was like, I knew I wasn't. I was reading, but kind of casual about it. We know ourselves. Again, healing was always very humbling because it was a place where I repented a lot. But that's so, that feels so good, isn't it, freeing to admit, okay, I don't do it right. And God's still merciful. He could punish us, but he doesn't. He's like, my heart feels for you. I'm compassionate for you. I know you don't do it right. I know you're frail. Just let me help you. Let me speak to you. Let me direct you where you need to go. And so I, I just, I love thinking of, and we see this right here in Naaman's story here, what he did. In all of this too, you always want to allow God to lead. You may think you are, but maybe you're not. I thought my healing was coming this way. I wanted it to be through that person. I don't want to talk to that person. I want it to, yeah, um, mm, 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 um, to that. And we have to do things God's way. He'll never lead you wrong. You can trust in him with all your heart. Acknowledge him in all your ways. If you're going to the doctor, treat, ask him, should I do this, Lord? What do you think? Do you think I should, Lord? I'm asking you for help. Let him lead you. And if you'll stay in your Bible, you'll get enough direction to where you'll know, I think I heard from the Lord, I know what to do. Now, another scripture I've been meditating on for a while um, is Matthew 11, 28 and 30. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll take a scripture in with my Bible reading and I'll go over it for months until it, it's something that I can begin to do. So I always liked this, but then I began having to go, oh, I need to actually do it. <laughs> That's a good idea, right? It's a really good idea. God gives you a scripture too, and you're reading the scriptures, you want to do them. That will be a whole new level for you. You'll see great results that way. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you, and, and you shall... Oh, wait. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. He's humble. 
and you'll find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, sometimes when something was bothering me, I'm laboring, I'm heavy laden, I'm not going to the Lord. I'm bothered for a long time before I'm getting to the Lord. And so I'm like, I'm bothered, you know. Alan, I would always go to <laughs> Alan. I, I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable. You know, help me, make me feel better. It's really hard on a marriage. <laughs> don't do that. You don't want to put pressure on, because he's like, I, can, I don't know what to do to make you feel better. You know, he'd say something. I'm like, I still don't feel better. <laughs> I need to go to the Lord. So if you're heavy laden, you get a diagnosis, whatever it is. It doesn't have to even relate to your problem. Go to the Lord. He says, I can help you take my yoke upon you. That yoke means, and I like to think of it as a, take my way of doing things on you. Can you take his way of doing things? He will lead you into a good way. Ah, but I know how to do it. No, we, the problem is we don't know how to do it ourselves. But if we take his way of doing things, we'll always come out good. He goes, there's rest there. You'll be able to sleep there too. My, my burden is light. It's not going to be too heavy and it's actually not too difficult. Dipping in the water was not too difficult. It was humbling, but it wasn't too difficult. It dealt with his pride, but that was actually a good thing too. It wasn't too difficult, right? Okay, a yoke, they put this wooden beam onto oxen and it helps them pull a load, carry the weight. It actually, it says like um, balances the weight, uh, keeps it so that the weight is distributed properly and you can push it. If you're unequally yoked, that would be like having a, they say, a mule or an ox together. A mule is taller than an ox, and an ox is stronger than a mule, so they work against each other. So let me ask you, what are you yoked to? Who's leading you? Is it a diagnosis? <coughs> is it depression? What's leading you? Or is it the Lord leading you? I need help. I can learn from you, even if you weren't a good learner. I love that part in there. I'm like, I can learn from you. How do I get to healing? He's, he'll take it. You're like, no, it's that way. He's like, no, actually, it's this way. Here's your healing right here. Let him lead you. He'll carry the weight of it, too. They say that a little farm girl that carries two buckets, that wooden beam is also considered a yoke. And it needs to be balanced. God will balance you. God will lead you right into healing. And he'll lead you away from the things you might think could heal you, but they wouldn't. Isn't that interesting? I'm like, thank you, Lord. That's where we have to trust him. That's why we have to humble ourselves under his mighty hand and go, what is, and talk to the Lord. I want to encourage you, talk to the Lord all the time. Talk to him real natural like I'm talking to you. Talk to him like you do your best friend. Lord, I just need help. I, I'm not doing too good right now. I just need you to help me. Would you talk to me? Would you help me? He will help you. He's merciful. He's kind. He's looking to relieve you. So the last little thing I just want to just share with you and I want to encourage you in is dipping in the water of the word. Could I encourage you, which what I think is a word, a word from the Lord is, can you just read your Bible? If you're not reading it at all, read it. That's dipping in the water. 
in Ephesians, I believe it's Ephesians 5, 26, it likens the word of God to water. It likens it to water. Interesting, huh? Washing, it says, calls it the washing of the water of the word. Could I encourage you to dip in the water of the word more? If you're not there at all, do it more. When I lost my voice, I went, fine, then I'm going to read volumes in my book. (laughs) I'm going to wash myself with water. I'm going to get as much medicine. You'll never overdose on this. It's wonderful. It, It fits everything. God's word is healing to all of our flesh. So if you take one part, it doesn't affect another part. You know, it's, it's just wonderful, the word of God. You can't get enough of it. So once you read Pro- Project um, 365, right? They changed the name. I get a little confused here. Once you read that, ask God, maybe read it again. Read the psalm again. Read another psalm. Read and read and read and read and read your Bible. Dip into the water of the word of God. And you go, but really? It's, it's that simple. And we have to humble ourselves and just make the time somewhere in your day on a consistent basis where that's where God began talking to me. I began reading the scriptures before I heard that voice even from Christina. And the scriptures, when nobody else could do it, they did everything they could. God still had something. And so if you think, you don't know what's happened to me, God still has something. He has a mercy, a gift for you that he wants you to unwrap. And in all of it, he wants you to know him more. And my prayer is that it softens your heart so much. You're such a changed person for what God's done in your life. Now, my daughter, when she got older, she um, here she had seen healing in my life physically. Um, and I've shared this, and she said I could share this. She had gotten in with an unhealthy relationship, and it really hurt her emotionally. So we were helping her and praying with her and all, and she was getting counseling and helping her to a certain point. But then it just, there was no progress she wasn't progressing. She had just still so many difficult emotional things. But she had put her Bible down for a while. And maybe she read a verse here and there. She began to pick up her Bible. She began to read her Bible. And she'll tell you herself, I got sound and clear in my thinking. I got sound and clear in my heart. I said to her, okay, when you were six and a half or seven, you asked if I was going to live. I said, I'm asking if you're going to live. Are you going to choose the word of God to be healed? So it was so funny. I used her own words on her. God wants you to live God wants you alive emotionally, even if things didn't work out like you thought they they would. God brings light in any dark time. He's so faithful. He's so, so, so good. And that's what he has for you. 
So I want to encourage you to read. If you don't have Bible 365, I got it up here. You can start it today and let God move. There's a woman who got healed just in a meeting, listening to the word, came out of a, a mental hospital, totally healed. So I've seen you want to mix in the scriptures with whatever you're doing. Ask God and see his mercies, and then you'll be able to tell them to everybody. Okay? Father, I thank you so much for everyone here. And for whatever they're dealing with, it's not too hard for you. I ask you that they would sense and feel your loving kindness, your tender mercies, Father, and that something would happen in their heart where they would know you in a whole new way, Father, where they can hear from you and just be relieved. I ask you that even starting just through these sessions and this, that there's relief on them and that whatever they're, they're having to do to get help really works in a greater way for them, Father, that they don't have pain in their soul or on their body like they did. And little by little, they come completely free and are healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.